This is Emily Swallow from The Mandalorian, Supernatural, and Castlevania, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Man, that's a whole lot of neon yellow and black. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with one Tim and Gabe. <laughs> everybody welcome to this episode of thinking outside the long box as usual i am gabe i'm tim (laughs) (laughs) i'm juan (laughs) oh man and uh we're recording on a weird night because my house got crazy last night that sucked a lot of sexual activities a lot of me to bendy stuff that didn't need to be bended (laughs) it it sounded like mel could have been murdering or being murdered (laughs) It's really hard to tell with the level of screaming that we could hear through the through your through it, your ceiling. It was really <laughs> it was really funny because you took one ear pod off and you're like, it sounds like murder upstairs. And then you ran the fastest I've ever seen you fucking <laughs> run in my life. <laughs> oh man, I I heard her scream and I heard her scream and I couldn't understand what she was saying. I was like, oof the fuck did hannah do right? <laughs> and then, natural response right and and then i pulled my headphone out i was like man and i said that either murder is happening or like someone is you know got hurt and when i took it out i heard her just scream help me gabe and i'm like fuck gotta go <laughs> like <laughs> when i get nervous like that when i get scared i move pretty fast so <laughs> He's got that fight or flight response on online. Oh man, I I can move like really quick for three to five seconds. <laughs> short bursts, yeah, real real short bursts. He was also gonna blow out his knee on his way up. Oh dude, I was yeah. That was that was scary as shit, man. That's just not anything you ever want to hear happening. So. But Mel is good. Her her knee feels a ton better today. I helped her a lot with like stuff around the house and baking and everything so that she could kind of relax it. And now the kids are upstairs watching Naked and Afraid. So you there you go. You helped her get baked? Fantastic. Uh, no, I helped her bake. Ah, she, Mel doesn't need any help with that. <laughs> yeah, she, get, she gets baked she's all so on her own. So. <laughs> she's pretty proficient. Yeah. <laughs> all minute. right. Baking expert. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, guys? We're talking about not the little things. That's something we were we were talking about next time, hopefully. We're talking that about was what you were talking about before I came on. Yes. And you had to stop talking about it. I we're, understand. We're talking about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Uh, no, that's what we were talking about, you Tim. Yes, I know. That's came what on. We had that. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's All here. Day. Got it. I uh, made the joke for you. Beepy <laughs> joke. Beepy joke. <laughs> Wonder Woman 84 is a 2020 superhero film based on the twi- uh based on the DC comic character Wonder Woman. It's a sequel to 17 Wonder Woman and the ninth installment in the DCEU. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, apparently. Oh, there are nine already. <laughs> There's nine of them? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> We're like we're like more upset, like it's cockroaches <laughs> or something. Uh, it feels like 
<laughs> like, oh man, like there's that, more of it somewhere. It, Yeesh. It feels like there's less of them, and I am truly offended that there's that many. <laughs> <laughs> that they're just like, ah, fucking keep making them. Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, isn't there about to be like six more with that stupid oh, Schneider cut? <laughs> uh, I don't even want to fucking talk about that bullshit. That's gonna get don't crazy. Worry. We, don't worry, we will eventually. The budget was. <laughs> The budget was two hundred million, and as of today, the eleventh, they've made a hundred and thirty-two million, which you know does not include advertising. So they lost their ass on this movie. So again, though, not that surprised. it's a big part. Partially, that's because of the pandemic. Correct. You know, you yeah. know, they absolutely would have made a bajillion dollars <laughs> if this was on. If this was on in the theaters i mean it is on in the theaters but fucking yeah but it's, if you're it's like limited enough, seating you know <laughs> if you're stupid enough to go to the theater you know you deserve it it's, but <laughs> it's got a 60 percent critic score and a 74 percent audience score that's about how i feel about it yeah 60 percent like it's <laughs> it's just another white bread vanilla superhero movie yeah the like first one it, wasn't impressing neither was this one I thought the first one, the first one was a a lot better until the last third, and I would say the tone that the last third sets of like overly convoluted ideas and like kind of drawn out but not very well done fight scenes, shitty graphics, yeah. is Ares that looks like the father from the Wild Thornberries. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. <laughs> This movie suffers from that a lot. I am excited to see how much uh, the Mando is getting work. Uh, Yeah, it's nice seeing Pedro Pascal just crush it. I mean, I I liked his acting. His character just made no fucking sense. I, I think, I mean, he was for sure my favorite part of the movie because he was just so crazy and weird. Yeah. Like. I don't know. He was the best part of the movie for me, which is, I mean, pretty normal. That's pretty par for the course for a superhero movie where the movie's made by the villain and not the other way around. So so Pedro Pedro Pascal plays Maxwell Lord. He ends up being kind of the bigger villain. Um, and <clears throat> Kristen Wiig plays Cheetah, who ends up, I guess, being kind of the, the secondary villain who just yeah. doesn't want to lose her Cheetah-ness. Well, she she wants to be an apex predator. Right. That's what she says. It's fucking it it. Oh, she it was so cool. I I thought her character was cool, cooler. I, I you know I, I like you said I liked kind of the villains of the this movie better than I did Wonder Woman, and but then the the change to Cheetah Cheetah looks just horrendous. I thought it looks it like looked cats. awful. It looks like cats. It looks the the. The fucking Broadway musical that they adapted to film, it looks just as shitty as that looked. I hated it. Like, why can't DC do this? <laughs> like, I, I feel like they're, DC works, has better characters. Better writing. It, it has better writing. It has better overall plot lines. Better art in most most cases. I fucking love DC books. And like when they do something that comes from like that vertigo side, they fucking kill it. Like Preacher is amazing. Well, yeah, Preacher is amazing. Preacher has been amazing. 
Doom Patrol uh, was amazing. I don't know if that's Vertigo, is it? Yeah. I, I don't know a whole lot about DC, personally. It, 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 it but originally... Like, but, like, everything else is great, but the DCEU sucks. Yeah, dude, their Why? main characters, like, A, stop making the same fucking Batman movie over and over again. Like, if I, this I Batman this movie... is going to be good. I hope it is, but if it's about Batman's origin and the Joker again, <laughs> I'm fucking out. Like, so, completely yeah, like, out. So I, it I, looks like it's going to be Riddler, though. I, yeah. I, which I said, has me stoked. I said this in the in my year-end review when I spoke about the trailers. What, what I really liked about that approach that they've taken that seems to be a little bit different than normal is that Batman plays that kind of comic book character in the movie it looks like like he's in his full suit co-oping with police officers he's at the scene of the crime it seems more like a a detective Detective. story than it does of an over-the-top superhero movie i need i need a batman that is that like detective batman and i feel like that's probably what we would have gotten if ben affleck was just left the hell alone (laughs) and Sorry. You know, now we're going to get it with Robert Pattinson, I guess. And, you know, the trailer looked really fucking cool. I Robert so. Pattinson has my full respect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, seriously, the movies that he's made after Twilight have all been bold choices and he's nailed all of them. But like, I mean, to be fair, even Twilight, even if it's not your thing, they were wildly popular and they made all kinds of money. Yes, but they I don't are think anyone walked cate- away from that project happy though. They are categorically bad movies. Like uh, sure. they are I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that I, I because some of that has to do with us for me personally, that's just not what I like. Alicia loves that. She's read the books, so she thinks they're amazing movies. And it's because so, that's her jam. If we can make it happen with CGI, we do it, whether it looks good or not. Like, and that's, that's a big problem in this movie. Like when she's yeah. jumping through the air and stuff, that shit looks hokey oh, when she, as Oh, you mean fuck. when she's Spider-Man? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. When she's Spider-Man. With impossible. Like at least the, the web slinging physics in Spider-Man makes sense. I don't know a rope to have ever operated in such a fashion, be it <laughs> magical or not. And I've watched a lot of fantasy shit in my time. Even Indiana Jones can't work a whip like that. Here's here's, like, here's my problem with it. that she can be swinging and like disconnect the rope and then fully swing it again and lose no momentum or like there being no mo- her body just <laughs> the whole time just straight forward doesn't dip up or down like it's just it makes no sense it just doesn't none of the fights and graphics in this looked good to so me. Uh, aside from aside from the hokiness which i agree with you they, it looks hokey when she turned the the plane invisible also looked hokey to me uh, hated that scene uh, it's made no damn sense it's I, just hey look i can do a thing now i agree with you so so that that's where i'm gonna give you like a legit <laughs> i'm <laughs> gonna explain the lore to this while i'm doing it so it still makes no sense that, that's why that's what my problem with those types of things are if you're going to introduce 
her ability to to which isn't really Wonder Woman. She did. I mean, that's not her plane. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's if you're going to introduce these things, you need to you need to have some kind of introduction to it. You, she just all of a sudden can't just start flying through the air and make me believe it. She can't just all of a sudden turn a plane invisible and I'm just supposed to believe it in one second. Like that doesn't make sense. If at the beginning, <laughs> if at the beginning she's like you can see her whipping it or she's trying to make things invisible or if they like just, that makes more sense to me even though it may sh- not work if they showed the scene that she describes where she's trying to make a coffee cup disappear and, and then, then it's loses whatever the co- well like, she loses the be, coffee cup yeah that would be more interesting you know and also like also kind of like two-thirds yeah, like a callback the, funny moment later on like Haha, exactly like sorry i know i way, keep cutting you off <laughs> <laughs> like two-thirds of the way through the movie she could accidentally knock it off the counter for like a haha moment like yeah, and then there's coffee on the fucking rug or something like yeah. fuck. I, I think i think the most frustrating thing about that scene isn't the graphics it isn't her sudden magical ability to turn a plane invisible it is at no point in time has the Smithsonian Museum kept jets on a runway that are fueled up. <laughs> like, that's just not a fucking thing that happens. There's like, also no back door to the Smithsonian that leads to a runway. <laughs> yeah. It's in the middle of fucking D.C. I know. I'm <laughs> they fucking did like, that. They did that in one of the Michael Bay Transformers, and I like I was like, this is already bullshit. Now I can't even finish the movie. I had a Steve moment. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it fucking ruined it for me. <laughs> uh, it's just there's so many things like that in this movie that just it doesn't add up and it doesn't Mel said something while we were watching it that it feels really like choppy like it doesn't really know what it wants to do ever like it's just is she fighting cheetah sort of is she fighting (laughs) is she fighting lord kind of you know (laughs) is she fighting bad guys i guess you know (laughs) it's i don't so, is she low key? Is she low key raping a dude for this whole course of the movie because he happens to be inhabited by Chris Pratt? or Chris Pine? Chris yeah. Pine, whatever. Yeah. So for, for AC actually brought that point up to me the other night while we were finishing up D and D. He was like, "You know, she kind of like rapes a dude like the entire movie, right?" And I was like, "What?" And then he broke it down for me as he does, and I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> So I I timed this movie and I think I think we were close to the 57 minute mark before something of like actiony substance started to occur. And I think this movie's only like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And so uh, for for me for me like I I can forgive some some things I can forgive them. I'm I'm a, I'm very easily amused, as we know from past years. Very easily amused. So um, her magical ability. I mean, we're still doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her fucking kind of all we've got left. Her fucking her magical ability to turn things, you know, invisible. Okay, I, I get it. It's kind of in her lore. But the movie's biggest downfall for me was it was just so fucking slow. It would there was nothing to like. They didn't even really make a big time 
action superhero movie. It was it was just so fucking slow, and that's really the biggest thing for me is why I was not a fan. It just kind of doesn't do anything ever. Just like kind of spins its wheels and spins its wheels and spins its wheels and has a lot of things not make sense the whole time. And and in the end, she doesn't defeat anything. She just convinces him that he needs to, like, you know, rescind his wish. And then he does, and it's over. And there's, like, no real consequences, no real wrap-up. Just like, okay, <laughs> I guess yeah. we're done now. <laughs> Because Him this movie can't have hug. any consequence because we've already established that Batman looked for traces of Diana for the last <laughs> like 40 years and found nothing somehow. Yeah. Even though the world apparently all hell broke loose and Bruce Wayne couldn't find anything about that. <laughs> like that's, I'm just going to throw more plot holes that... in the DCEU real quick. <laughs> so like they, they revoke their wish and all the missiles disappear. But none of the fucking carnage that happened in the city, like it doesn't, like it just doesn't connect. None of it connects. It is a weird undo of wishes, part way kind of situation. Yeah, where like things go back to normal, kind of. You know, (laughs) like that's how everything in this movie feels. Is like they had a great idea, and then they like got like sixty percent of the way there with it, and they're like, oh. You know what else would be cool? And they got 60% of the way there with it. Like, it's just, it's so close to being like really great. But because it's not in so many different ways, it ends up kind of, I don't hate it, but it's not good. Like, and and I don't want, I I think the biggest, I think some, because of, you know, the bad press that happens around these kinds of conversations. I, I don't want this to be, uh, we were, we're so hard. I think on some of these things, not because it's a woman superhero, not because of Patty Jenkins. I could care less about any of that stuff. I think we just want it to be good. <laughs> yeah. at, at the end of the day, we want it to be coherent and we want it to be good. And I don't give a fuck if it's two lesbians. I don't care if it's Patty Jane. I don't care who's on screen. I don't care if it's Wonder Woman. We want the DCEU to be so much better than what we've been given so far. And I think, so for me, like you said, it has no, it, it doesn't matter who directed it. Because at this point, it's something that DC's doing. Because no matter who fucking directs their movies or who's in them, like... They just fucking trip over their own shoelaces and fucking take a, you know, take a knee to the face or something. Like, it's just who is letting these scripts happen? <laughs> like, I, because more than anything, it feels like all of it falls back on, on writing because they do the thing that you hate, that whole, hey, you know, the backstory for this thing that's about to happen is happening right now. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and it's they do the thing. There's too many villains, basically, because like Lord creates a world of villains that she has to deal with now. And also Cheetah. Take her out of the equation. <laughs> yeah. Let it be I, like it's it should have been thing. one or the other. It felt a lot like Batman and Robin. Yes. Oh, God. Like two characters, like 
and then they did it twice. You know, they did two villains twice, which it, then they did three villains. One, or no, one of them's three villains because they have Bane, Poison Ivy, and fucking what? Freeze? Riddler. No. Riddler. No. Freeze. Riddler. Riddler's with Two Face. Oh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but you get my point. There's too much going on. And I think that's the problem. It's like I understand why they want to do it. Like I, I think. I think the big risk that Marvel took when they were originally making the the first phase of the Marvel movies is that for the general public, the Avengers weren't super, super famous. Mm-mm. And so as a consequence, they made individual movies <laughs> to introduce you to characters and then put it all together. Mm-hmm. I think DC is like relying on the overall knowledge that most people have about Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the flash. Cause they were huge, huge comic book characters. Yeah. And while, I mean, everybody knows who those characters are while simultaneously trying to introduce those characters just in case somebody doesn't know who they are. And so they become these like, mishmashes where they're like trying to tell a backstory, trying to tell a current story. And they're trying to like introduce you to two new villains because the only villains anybody knows anything about in the DCU is Batman villains. Yeah. And you just don't need to do that. Like there's, there's basically one real villain in the last, you know, phase of the Avengers. It's Thanos. All the other people are ancillary. They don't necessarily need massive backstories, and you don't necessarily need to know every last goddamn thing about them. Nope. Perfect Cheetah. example in a in in a equally bad movie, Iron Man Two with Whiplash. Yes. You never oh hear his God. name. He has no backstory other than like a scene where his dad dies, and then you see him again later when he's like just trying to kill Iron Man. Like yeah. fuck it. Perfect. That's all we needed. Yeah, I I think it's. But it's we spent half the movie on Kristen Wiig's backstory that ultimately does not fucking matter. Exactly, and you get hardly any backstory about the guy who is actually causing the problem. Yeah, you know that he has like a strained relationship with his kid. You never see his ex-wife, which you probably should, so yeah. that she can drop a little knowledge about what a loser he is. You know, you get hardly any information about his business, how he started it, why it's failing. Yeah. Like the guy that's actually like the, the movement for the protagonist, the like true antagonist of the film gets no backstory and his lackey that is a, like a tiger lady gets all backstory. (laughs) Like it's just, a cheetah. Sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't it, know. It's like you said, and I and I've said this fucking countless times. But the the and I don't think that any of us think that Marvel is perfect. I don't I don't think that that's a thing either. Uh-uh. But I, I, I think, literally just pointed an example out. <laughs> and I, I think that Marvel did it great. They built a great foundation. They they took the chance that they were going to put Iron Man out there in the middle of people who don't know who that is, and they could have fucked up the whole universe based off of that one movie. Absolutely. And so they mm-hmm. took a giant risk putting these kind of smaller ancillary people out. 
who ended up being really, really important to their universe, but they built a great base. And DC was too fucking lazy to use the built-in base they had based off of all of the Arrowverse universe that they had already built. And they just wanted to go right to the fucking movies, and they wanted to go right to what they thought was going to make them the most money. And that's what it boiled down to. We're, it was and a great that, mood, and it bit them in the ass. The, we're, and, we're, now it, and now it's just spinning its wheels, we're, and the DC universe doesn't know what to do with itself. I think this is the fourth either the third or the fourth movie that we've seen Wonder Woman in now and we're still telling her fucking introduction we're still talking about things from her past that have to do with where we're at we, we've still not introduced that character fully and that's fucking insane that we should we shouldn't need to to delve that much we don't need uh, this like this suit of armor that she all of a sudden has and threw on at the very end of the movie it should have already maybe it made it you know it should have made an uh, an introduction in a flashback two movies ago or something if it was that important you're oh, all the gold suit yeah that's just in a corner in yeah. a scene and yes. gets like literally five seconds of story <laughs> Yeah, that triggered fucking, me the most because that is, was probably the being, most interesting part of the movie, and they don't touch it at all. Like and that deserved more time than fucking cheetah. This is armor that someone used to defend against an entire army of people, but cheetah can fucking destroy it. What the fuck? <laughs> like also that. <laughs> The five seconds we spent explaining how important this is gets destroyed in the next scene. And then she just throws it on the ground when she's done with it. <laughs> like, none of that shit makes sense, man. Like, it's it's brutal. Like, it's a brutal... <laughs> it's it's <laughs> honestly got me nervous that this director is going to touch a Star Wars property next. I'm kind of against it. I'm not impressed. I... I don't know. I think I they. I think I've seen a lot of her. I've not a lot, but I've seen a couple other of her movies. I typically like her movies a lot, and there are moments in it where I'm like, "Oh, that was pretty cool." Like, there's cool ideas and there's cool things in it, but like overall, the movie just suffers from that that DC bloated writing where they just try to fucking cram so much bullshit into everything that it ends up just not making any sense yeah, because you there's... can't latch on to like any single idea through the whole movie fuck they're, they're just they're... trying to fan service too much they're already Way on like much. their fifth or sixth fucking the flash director they can't they can't even get that movie off the ground yeah i i don't know i it, it's hard because i like you said i didn't i didn't hate the movie it's mm-hmm. it's still a decent it's it still has some fun things in it i just i i i think i've come to expect so much more from movies like this that this just it just feels like a not finished story it doesn't it it feels like they went 60% like you said and they're like ah this is good they'll pay their money to see it and then the <laughs> right, pandemic yeah. hit and they were like oh fuck what do we do like <laughs> We made this 60% good movie <laughs> expecting everybody to go to the theater yeah. for it. Now everybody, everybody's at home and somebody watched it before all their friends and was like, don't watch it. Like, <laughs> well, like the people I know that have seen it are like, I'm really glad I didn't pay 30 bucks to go see that. Yeah. And got to agree. <laughs> I, I would have been pretty annoyed if I, if I had gone to see it in the theater. A part of me wonders if it would have been better but I just 
I just don't think it, there's anything in it that's visually interesting enough to like change my opinion about it. You know what I'm saying? Like there are definitely movies that are better in the theater because of the spectacle of it. This is yeah. not one of them. There's so much just like romantic comedy in it that it's like, like this, the jet scene is supposed to be this like visually stunning thing. You can't really see the fireworks and you can't see the jet because the jet's invisible. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just, it's dumb. It's really dumb. All right. I'm at like 40%. I think I'll give this a 40% up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely under 50%. I would give this, I would give this like exactly a 50%. There are going to be kids that love it, and that's totally fine. There's going to be people that are completely unfamiliar with the property that are going to be super turned off by it, and that bums me out. So, like, on one side, there's going to be people that this is going to make them lifelong Wonder Woman fans, and that's cool. Like, it's just good enough to do that. But there's also people that will hate Wonder Woman forever because of this movie. So... It's a 50%. Like, it's not horrible, but it's not great. <laughs> like, as as referring back to Senior Steve, as he would, <laughs> as, as he would say, that was a movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was made. That, that movie got made. That happened. <laughs> How about you, what Tim? You, Tim? My my rating is I would hand this back to Patty Jenkins and say you've got till Friday to turn it back in. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is unfinished work. It feel we've all all three of us yeah. have now agreed it feels unfinished. It feels like it's yeah needs yep. needs <laughs> cite your sources. Of... Red pen mark everywhere. <laughs> one, one of two things needs to happen with this movie. Either, like, a whole ass character has to get cut out. Okay? Probably Cheetah, unfortunately. Because she was really a great part of the movie, but, like, she would be the easiest to, like, excise from the film. Well, and or, you know what? You know what? Needs she needs to, like, to be in a. She needs to be the sole villain, so that the bulk of the effects budget can make her look better than the movie cats. <laughs> yeah. So, like that's why we need her in her own film. I think. So the other thing that could happen is that it needs to be like forty minutes longer, so that like everything actually gets a fucking legitimate story arc, and like you tell all of the story that you've set out in front of you, as opposed to saying, I have this massive story. Let's make it 90 minutes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's, I'm just, I'm just tired. Like, let's not keep talking about, you know, maybe aside from her being like, "Ah, I miss the old, old times where I lived or whatever, but I don't want any more introduction to her as a, as a, I don't want that anymore. Let's like, move on. Unless, let's find her a new cool villain and fuck, find a way to stop the day, stop him. Unless those characters are going to show up and help like for real, for real. I don't want any more cutbacks to them. Don't care. They I'm don't o- serve any purpose. I'm okay with cutbacks to them. If it's like a minute or two, it's like a legit flashback, not sorry, like it's a legit flashback as opposed to the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> which is also like a horrible life lesson. That whole scene pisses me off. Yeah. Ah, uh, you'll grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like, worry and, about it. And that whole scene is never reconciliated in the film, by the way. There's like, no she, point to it. No, she never has a point in the later on in the film where like the lesson learned there makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's just, just there. Well, sorry, fuck you, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> she like, learned she learns lessons, guys. It's true. One uh all right, I think I think we've skewered this movie enough for the day. Yeah, pro- probably, yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, this, everybody. Do you think this should... one got it worse than uh, Donnie Darko? I, I don't no. think Donnie Darko. Which one do you, you think, think got I, it worse? I didn't think it got it bad. I think that movie was just confusing as fuck. And I, think I mean, that's I definitely why. went harder on Donnie Darko. <laughs> I, I went harder on Donnie Darko. Like I think I literally blamed it for like being emo kid fan service <laughs> like <laughs> we blame uh, doyle for it yeah it was doyle's fault for sure blame that movie for scenesters <laughs> <laughs> well on that note uh be sure to check us out totlb.com that's where you can find all of our social media places Twitter, Facebook, whatever all that stuff is. And, of course, go to the shop where you can get shirts and cups and all sorts of cool shit. If you would like cool shit coming to you once a year, go to patreon.com slash TOTLB. Be sure to sign up there so you can get your own free stuff and some extra things from us in the way of videos, which I definitely know I need to make some now because (laughs) I have been like, uh, yeah, AWOL for like almost three weeks. So, uh, but anyway, past that, um, find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash thinking outside the long box. And of course, once there was a man, he loved midgets so much. He jammed <laughs> one up his ass and it got stuck and he died. Give us a call on the Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline, 970-573-6148. I accidentally gave that phone number out to somebody yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) They asked me what my phone number was, and I said that, and I was like, no, no, that's not really my phone number. And she gave me the weirdest fucking look, man. (laughs) She's like, grown man with two phone numbers? Hmm." He's trying to give me a fake phone number? (laughs) Right. How to be a play of shit. (laughs) <laughs> well until next time i've been gabe i'm tim i'm Juan. bye 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 needs oh son of a bitch on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a Baron Space production! Ah!